Welcome back to episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Jump and say hello. Hey, how's it going? Did Chris even? That was a joke, because uh, we just spent 20 minutes listening to each other not clap for a long time. <laughs> because Discord's, like, freaking us out. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to episode of Crew 3 Podcast. We are, of course, sponsored by our supposed Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Checking to bucket your name on all of our YouTube videos and streams. $5 a month gets you a piece of exclusive monthly content, which we need to still figure out. I think we'll just talk about the Strixhaven League we've been doing right now, probably. Be a good one to talk about. And then, of course, $50, $20 international gets you the monthly swag bag mailing, which will be in the week, in the mail in a couple of days here and out in, in your mailboxes, hopefully soon. And, of course, there's also a link a link below in the description to our wonderful supporters at Inked Gaming, which take you to our Inked Gaming page if you want to buy one of our two playlets or to supply affiliate our affiliate code and go buy something else awesome and nice on their website. Gentlemen, how are you doing besides just being ooky spooky by uh, Discord right now? That was just too much fun. Uh, by the time people start listening to this, they can probably start looking at their mailbox either that day or the coming days for the stuff. It's it's out, so. Yeah, essentially... Uh... <laughs> Discord now just like because we clap sync before every episode because we back up uh well people behind the curtain we back up on Audacity as well as record through Zencaster. <laughs> and we usually clap sync for the Audacity. Uh but Discord was just cutting out our claps. I'm still not sure. We couldn't tell who was punking who. Ricky, uh Ricky thinks this is all an elaborate trap against him, just some clap scheme that we Where's have Ashton to Ashton Kutcher? Of, When's he gonna jump out Where's from in my closet? Ashton Kutcher is here to talk about Pioneer with us this week. That's uh, we exactly get, right. We couldn't get Post Malone, but turns out Ashton's in. Yeah, Ash, uh, Post Malone's a Pokemon-only kind of guy, so... Or Commander. Mm-hmm. Ten cards that Post Malone plays. You won't believe number seven. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. I opened the worst collector's booster pack uh, that you can purchase. So, you know, stay in school and don't gamble. It wasn't the worst. It just wasn't good for you. It wasn't good for me or have any value in it. I mean, hey, some commander players are going to want that uh, Golgari mythic. That foil harness the infinity. That card is like actual factual $2 maybe. Is it? All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Like harness the infinity foil. Hold on. It's a cool card. It's a cool card. How was your collector pack? Did you get a collector pack? No, I'm going to get mine tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I opened mine. I got two Japanese foils. They were only uncommon, though, so it wasn't super spicy. But I got a Mind Desire. And uh, as Ricky pointed out, as is with the last league, I'm going to be taking extra turns again. So I'm excited. There we go. That'll be uh, that'll gonna, be awesome. We'll talk. Yeah. A bit of a teaser for uh, this month's exclusive uh, podcast on Patreon as well for that. But no, it's been fun. It's been good. I'm excited. Uh, I didn't really do much this week. Really getting ready for finally picked out my webcam league deck list for this week. So I'm going to be be jamming that this Saturday. We're doing it a week early, but it uh, should be fun. should be good. Uh, anything else going on, guys? Well, it's for Magic. No. I, I finally went to a uh, – there was a local bar that decided to open up a week early. Oh, they scandalous. Ran a, they ran a Strixhaven draft. Okay. There were uh, seven of us. Uh-huh. And uh, I tried to explain the concept, be, me being the youngest person there, uh, I tried to explain the concept of zone drafting, and I was told, eh, that sounds a little too complicated. We'll just wait and pass one at a time once everybody is picked. Ooh. Cue oh. the SpongeBob three hours later. It really was. We started at seven, and we didn't end till like, midnight. Oh, wow. my gosh. But your boy picked up the easy 3-0. 
There, there we go. go. That's our boy. All righty then. I think it's time to talk about what killed Magic this week. So obviously last week we talked about the death of Magic organized play. But from the ashes arises the competitors organized play mm-hmm. through the flesh and blood, if you will. Mm-hmm. Flesh and blood announced their organized play pathway. And all I have to say is, hey, Watsy, this is what you did before. Just do this again. Yeah, if anybody remembers, anybody who's old like us uh, remembers the Versus system, um, they had a pro tour. And if it wasn't for the fact that that company had issues, the Versus pro tour did very, very well. Brian Kibler even played on it. And a lot of the pros loved how the Versus pro tour worked. So mm-hmm. um, something to something to look out, you know? All we got to do is sprinkle some GPs into this system. And hey, yeah, there you go. So for the Flesh and Blood players... Congrats on your organized play. I still don't understand how your game works. Yeah, but uh, but either way, okay. good luck. It looks like if you wanted to compete, it'd be a good time, you know? I think, honestly, this is where Hearthstone really fumbled. I talk about it all the time, but as somebody who didn't have, for several years, the time to go to constructed Magic events and didn't have weekends off, um, the online play that I was able to experience to keep up with Hearthstone in my free time was valuable to becoming a competitive Hearthstone player, but there were no locals, right? Like I wasn't a pro, so it wasn't really viable to to play in like a local event or like tournaments. There was no tournament mode or anything like that. So flesh and blood, I think this is one of the keys to getting your game off the ground is having a valid path to organized play. I mean, For sure. I definitely understand that the organized play thing, but I, I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful about oh, it. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, however, we still have 15 months. I think what really killed Magic this week is that they announced that they're going to reprint the Phyrexian Elish Norn? Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, no. It dipped. It went from $550 to $469. The market's crashed, everyone. As a judge, I am offended that they've reprinted that, Ricky, and I scar that from my memory. So how dare you bring that up and make me offended once again? Oh, my God. It's... Uh, it's not going to be as good in the uh, secret layer. It's going to Pringle like all the secret sure. layer cards do. Mm-hmm. At least the judge, the judge foil is printed on, on cardstock good enough to not bend too much. And the mm-hmm. judge, the judge promo also doesn't have the legendary border, right? Right. It looks cleaner in my opinion. Like people who think that this is like a slight is just completely awful. It's also funny to see the reprint Fetchlands and uh, and uh, revised duels, you cowards, crowd completely flip to like, how could you destroy the sanctity of Judge Foils? Hmm. I mean, let's also not forget, I think runner-up what killed Magic was the, how do I get all 20 of these art variants for my Modern Horizons 2 cards? Oh, well, you see, uh, with the new Modern Horizons 2, what we really wanted to make sure you understood is the hard work that went into the art of the card. So we've offered 20 different variants, each variant including a new line of the art drawn, uh, starting from just a single line to the entire full art. So make sure you get the common late for dinner in all 25 of its art forms. What's harder to understand? How do, What versions of cards are in what packs? Or how to get on the MPL? Oof. That's uh, that's a pretty tough one because I'm pretty sure you can open a ticket to the MPL in certain booster packs that you find in specially marked boxes of cornflakes. <gasps> I got a golden ticket for the MPL. Yeah, you get to you get to join for the last season. <laughs> yes. All right. Anyway, so a brief magic uh, sort of meta update. 
The big showcase qualifier did fire on Sunday. Uh, however, they didn't post the deck list, but I can tell you it was won by Jund Sack, the Citadel version of Jund Snack of mm. Jund Sack by Snoo Snoo M Rick. Uh, I can also just from my brief being able to brush through Twitter, um, regular food sack top Ford, and then there was a top eight Phoenix deck list. Outside of that, can't tell you because deck lists aren't posted yet. Um, and then also congrats to I I can't I forget the name of the player because again their the results weren't posted but I do know that Play at Home's Invitational this weekend was won by Niftalite so keep an eye out there I guess any other any other thoughts comments on the meta sort of how it stands I know there's been a lot of complaining this weekend over hey Pioneer was great before you banned Inverter unbanned Copter. I look if you're asking for those cards, I hate to tell you, but I don't think you know what like of solid format is. Dang, getting the mic. I like, was gonna. I came in this episode wanting to be like, "Hey guys, I I uh, I talk bad about historic all the time, and if you like historic, good for you." You know, like I came in. Like, no, to, I'm uh, not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on people liking historic, but I'm just like inverters overrunning modern right now, and like, how do you think that combo is fine to exist in this format? Mm-hmm. Sure, that's like sure. my whole point of it, like. It's just, I don't know. I will say, though, I saw um, Doom Switch and Ekaros, two very prominent streamers, had good points where they're like, Pioneer's great, and we just need more people like Claudio to take a deck list and just tune the heck out of it like he did with Niv to Light. Mm. Which I agree with. I think there are several deck lists out there that just tweak to find out what, like, the best version of the deck list is, I think, in this, in this format is, like, Bust a wide upgrade. Like, I think Pioneer's in a fine place right now. I mean, we've said many, many times we don't have issues with Pioneer. Um, I just don't think Inverter or Copter are safe unbans. I'll be willing to throw Ricky a bone and say we can try Kethis out. Please, Kethis is fine. There's so much graveyard hate anyways. And, and I am open to trying out unbanning some cards, but we need them to be able to go back on the ban list quickly if bad things happen and not just then be legal for like six months. Unban twin in Pioneer. In Pioneer, huh? Yeah, let me play Splinter Twin in Pioneer. I'm sure it goes on something, right? Yeah. Uh, there's the, what, what's, Bounding Crisis? Yeah, Bounding Crisis. I'll shove it on the Bounding Crisis. I don't there care. You go. There you go. That's a blue green card. It's probably broken. I was one of those people who didn't care about the looter scooter ban to begin with a ton. I saw the argument because we talked a lot about it. Well, this is just in everything, right? Like, obviously, yeah. every aggro deck has to play it. So, you know, it's yeah. probably not coming back. But I, I wouldn't hate the argument for it. It's like, hey, listen, this is just another tool that kind of mid-range slash aggro decks have um, to, to fight. So, you know. But I just, I just, I think Luris is a better version of that. Uh, True. Yeah. But Have I think I don't. Like, I don't think Luris is a better version of that anymore. I think pre-companion nerf Luris was better. I don't think Luris now is is as good as uh, Looter Scooter was. Have you ever had uh, two Wraths in play, or two Wraths in your hand, and your opponent animates a Mutavolt and crews the Copter? Yep, feels bad. Have you, have you ever lived through that? That's Thankfully hell. Not, but that's just hell. Also, Chris, what I meant was not that pre Luris was more was stronger than Copter. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think Luris is a good comeback card for those types of strategies as opposed to like Copter. Sure, sure. Run ban cat. 
And we have Cat. That's I don't probably know if a I bad idea. I, yeah, even without Teferi, I don't know if I want Cat back. I honestly think Cat is safer of an unban than Inverter. I if we if we I'd be interested in unbanning Oracle an uh, in unbanning Inverter if we simultaneously banned Oracle. Mm-hmm. I'm also very good with this. I was behind this from the from the go get. I mean, right. we were too. We were. I think we all were right. But yeah. I just don't want a straight unban of Inverter. Yeah, I agree. I think that's taking us backwards in time. It does. Yeah, for sure. Same thing with people who are like, unban Uro. What? Excuse Ooh. me? Yeah, that, Excuse that person me, just sir? wants to see the world burn. Yeah, oh, they, they don't... just unban Field of the Dead. Yeah. Bring back Oko. Yeah. Oh, no. Never again. <laughs> anyway, I think Pine is great. And look, everyone's entitled to their own opinions. I just don't agree with them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, hey. We have a pretty fun episode planned out today, but, um, you know, gentlemen, I have a problem. Oh, what's that problem? I've been in quarantine for 15 months. I have magic cards and I have skill, but I'm tired of Commander and Friday nights are just the loneliest night of the week for me. Oh, well, an FNM would certainly change that. Perhaps, but you know, modern, yes, this format. Yes, yes, yes. I saw three of these FNMs at my LGS already, which tells me only one thing. There's too many self-indulgent wieners in this city with too much bloody money. Now, if I wanted to play a Brewers format on a reasonable card pool with a budget... You would be not a self-indulgent wiener, sir. You'd be a connoisseur. And that's where we pick up this week, because we're back with Budget Necklace, baby! Only this time, instead of presenting our own, I thought it'd be fun to show off the wonderful little item that our Discord so painstakingly helped put together using uh it's been again it's in the discord pin it's on the pioneer subreddit i've tweeted out about it we have this awesome google docs of i don't know what's the final count here about probably around 100 deck lists or so of budget deck lists ranging from 100 to 50 dollars to for those who just want to just try out pioneer mtgo but don't want to pay for a full rental so- rental uh, solution right now, right? If you didn't know, um, Mana Traders, not sponsored by the way, um, offers a free seven tick account, which you do have to have a credit card to sign up for, which is just a way for them. If you don't return the cards, they can get their value back, right? Uh, but you do have they do have a seven tick free tier. So this has two, three different tiers of very solid budget cards with a wide variety of color combinations, archetypes. Essentially, every archetype you could really want, aggro, tempo, mid-range control, all the color combos you could want are represented here. And we're going to try to have these updated about once a set release. Um, so cards, you know, prices sort of fluctuate all the time. So it might not be exactly $50. I think the deck list I have picked out sort of went up a couple bucks here and there. Uh, but we're going to try to keep under on top of these to keep things updated, keep things fresh. And uh, yeah, just play with awesome uh, selection of deck lists to play pioneer on a budget and of course you know like i said hey there's a bunch of modern fnms showing up around me so this is a great way to jump interest in the pioneer format and to sort of you know get people in your store and involved again in the format get people interested get people going show them how sweet this format is on some pretty acceptable budgets right yeah i think this format definitely gives you if as an official sanctioned format definitely the most bang for your buck you know we consistently talk about this the reasons why one it's the most brew friendly two it's the most budget friendly for your competitive dollar you know for sure 
I think that, like, I've been saying that this is a great budget format. I think there's a lot of decks to be had for relatively cheap. I know that when I was saying that, these cards were cheaper, but some of them have uh, snuck up a little bit. I still think it's, especially on MTGO, with the ticket prices of things, like, this format is super cheap to get into. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so let's get started. Gentlemen, where do you want to start? You want to start 50, ball, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, or 7 ticks? I do want to start on one of the ends. I probably want to start at 100 and work our way down, if that's okay. Okay, let's do that. Let's start with our $100 picks. We each picked a deck list, but again, there are plenty of options here. Um, we'll sort of, we'll, we'll present ours for each of the things, and we'll just point out sort of some other decks that you can find in these tiers, right? So... Chris, why don't you start us off with your $100 deck list pick? Yeah, my $100 deck, no surprise, anybody who's been a long-time listener to the podcast is going to be Hardened Scales. Now, Hardened Scales has picked up some value IRL. Um, they're now sitting uh, about $9, a little more, a little less, um, according to... Um, or, uh, no, I guess it's like closer to like $7, 7 8 bucks, uh, depending on where you look at having a price breakdown here. But um, Hardened Scales in Selesnia, very, very inexpensive. The you know green-white lands are very inexpensive, and the green-white deck is going to utilize a lot more commons and uncommons, not utilizing some of the black removal, which tends to be more expensive because it's how, how powerful it is. So, um, But we do have a lot of powerful defensive options because of green and white. So we're going to start off, obviously, with four hardened scales. We're going to play eight instants and sorceries between Snakeskin Veil and Bassery Solidarity. Then we're going to play uh, Kalheim, All-Star Luminarch, Aspirant, uh, Huatli's Raptor, two of Dragon's Guard Elite, our first Strixhaven card here, four Conclave Mentor, four Avatar of the Resolute, four Star Pupil, another common from Strixhaven, four Servant of the Scale, another common, and two Sco- Stone Quail Serpent. Hopefully you've picked those up in general, because I think they are a very, very great card for this deck, but they are a little bit to the expensive side. I think now they're a little cheaper. Now they're sitting around 2 $3, but they tend to go up and down based on what deck plays them. So that we've got 20, uh, 20 lands. The most expensive IRL one is Branchloft Pathway. Otherwise, we've just got the, you know, uh, green-white lands you can play in this format, essentially. So I'm really excited about this deck. I don't think Dragon's Guard Elite is going to end up making the cut long-term with some of the other options we have, but I think it's a great place to start. If you like playing new cards, you're into Strixhaven. It's a great place to start, a fun place to start. It's just tough because we don't have a lot of instants and sorceries in this deck. So probably replace that with some of the deck lists. We've put out a bunch of deck lists before with uh, Selesnya. There's even one on the YouTube, I want to say. Yeah, but it's like two sets old or so. It is two sets old, but um, there's got to be there's going to be something in there that that probably better than this in the long term. Or play yourself a couple more spells, whichever one you want to do. Sure, Ricky, what do you got? Uh, so I sort of picked two hundred dollar decks. All right, that's fine. Uh, because I think that one of them can easily be like pretty par down to fifty. Okay, but uh, the the big one I want to talk about for the hundred dollar deck is uh, Simic Lotus Field, Lotus Field combo. Okay. Um, now there are a lot of options because of how toolboxy this deck gets with its sideboard. There are a lot of options when you do build this deck to make it a little less budget friendly. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the uh, lands that you're going to play are relatively cheap, which I think is really important because you will have a full mana base relatively cheap. Your big investment is your $36 for your four Lotus Fields. And then after that, like, your Yavimaya Coasts are going to cost you like maybe a dollar each. You can generally get like four for three, uh, like Thespian Stages. And then you're going to play Temples of Mystery because you want the extra scry to get to your combos. Um, for the most part, very cheap mana base. This deck also, I think, 
I've picked it because mostly it has just a lot to a lot of room to grow because of how toolboxy it gets. So if you opened like a random more expensive piece that gets played in less budget builds, you just shove it in your sideboard mm-hmm. and you can tutor for it. So like some lists play omniscience or Ugin, but if you've opened one of those randomly or have traded for one, it just slots right into your sideboard. It's only a one of. So when you're upgrading this deck out of budget, you don't have far to go. Now, there's a lot of ways to win in this deck. Um, the, the list that they gave us here in the in the document here for 9741 is playing to Niv-Mizzet main board to win the game. Um, that is still a reasonable way to win. It's also uh, a main board approach as well. And also a main board approach uh, with another approach in the sideboard. Uh, really, there's a lot of different ways you can win once you've got your mana going in this deck. So there's not a real quote-unquote wrong way. So if you randomly can't find the Niv-Mizzets, like just having an extra approach will get you there. You've got the, uh, we've got the Sunbirds Revelation or Sunbirds Invocation in the sideboard here. Jace, Sunbirds Invocation, which can I point out, was I think the original Pybat card or like the second Pybat card? It was one of the original Pybat cards, that's for sure. What set is that even from? Uh, it's the second Amonkhet, I think. Is it? It's, it's uh... Isn't it Ixalan? It might be excellent. Hold on. Hey, well, you're figuring that out. One thing I wanted to it's point excellent. out was... There you go. Never mind. Well, then but, what you want to point out? Oh, no. It was really just how... Uh, going back on how fun this deck is. I think the one thing I really like about this assortment of budget decks that our Discord has put together for us was... There's a, there's a deck for everybody. Like, we picked our oh, favorites. Yeah. There's a bunch in there. And so, like, my point was that the... Selesnia deck is just a deck that I love, right? Like you get to go fun, you put a bunch of counters on stuff, you get to move your counters around. But like if you like doing big, dumb, powerful things, you can play Lotus Field, right? How crazy is that? Like it's not all just a bunch of aggro decks. If you're not really somebody who enjoys playing aggro, you want to do something big and dumb, boom. You know, you've got some Lotus Field options. You've got some ramp options. There's a bunch of stuff in there. So while you were going to look, I was going to point out how cool some of that stuff is. Like almost 40 decklists in the $100 tier. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also wanted to point out the hardened scales, just in case relevant, is like 14 ticks on Moto. The most expensive mm-hmm. cards in the deck, which I think is hardened scales, is very, very cheap on Moto. So, yep. All right, Ricky, anything else you had to say about Lotus Field? Uh, no, I think this is just a great pickup. A lot of these cards are also going to be just uh, easy to upgrade, as I said, like getting an Ugin, you know, getting a Omniscience for the board. Like your main board is going to stay the same, right? And honestly, a, a what I've been playing as a, as a hot, hot, hot bit of tech is I've been playing two discontinuity main and that card is cheap right now. And uh, you use it to end the turn on yourself. So you don't sack lands to your Lotus field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris, you also bring a good point there. We're also seeing Lotus field turn into taking turns or ultimatum deck list. So yeah, so definitely this is a good jumping off point to take you plenty of different ways that Chris and Ricky are both pointing out here. Working. What's your what's your hundred dollar deck list? Oh no, wait, Ricky had two. Yeah, Ricky had two. Go ahead. What's your what's your second? Well, I, I can bring up the other one for the fifty dollar one, but I, right, I guess cool. I, I, I yeah. Go ahead. All right, my hundred dollar deck list is kind of out there, right? So here's just sort of a, this is a a brewer's example of how cool you can get in Pioneer. This is Naya Elementals, and I actually I've tried different uh, elemental builds on uh, the vods are up on on uh, on the YouTube. They should be anyway. Um, and Elementals, I think, is actually a really under underplayed and pretty powerful tribe. Uh, so we get to companion to Kahir the Orphan Guard. We get to play four Brushfire Elemental, four Creeping Trail Blazer, 
four Leafkin Druid, four Thunderkin Awakener, four Voice of Resurgence, two Kahira the Orph, two more, two Mainboard Kahira the Oif- Orphan Guard, the Oifen Guard. Oifen. You're going <laughs> to be an Oifen. It's going to be Quintance. <laughs> four Spark Trooper, two Yashar and Implacable Earth. That's a cool card to see mm-hmm. against all of the uh, the sack decks running around. One Giganth the Wellspring, and four Whisperwood Elemental. Talk about a card we haven't seen in quite some time, right, in Whisperwood Elemental. Mm-hmm. Uh, four Icon of Ancestry, and then we get to play three Canopy Vista, four Cinderglade, one Crawling Barons, four Forests, three Mountain, two Deal Spires, two Plains, and four Unclaimed Territory. That sounds like a Joey Wheeler deck. We're just we're just getting hot hitting creatures hit, in here. Hot hitting monsters with oifens, with oifens, mm-hmm. the oifen god. But yeah, just... no, I mean like Voice of Surgeons, very strong card in Pioneer. I think Yasharn's going to do a good job in, in a few matchups for you. Like Thunderkin Awakeners, that's a card played in Modern. Like there's so much cool stuff in this deck list. Again, a fun option if you want like a Brewer's take on Pioneer and still be on a budget. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, something out there. Um, but there's a lot of that, like I said, in this $100 tier. $100 tier, go check it out. Um, what I think would be fun is, like I said, if you can find a deck like um, that you can get for a buddy. You know, grab you know, mm-hmm. grab one for yourself, but bring an extra one for a friend if you want to to get them to play. I'm surprised you didn't pick like one hundred dollar Phoenix. Well, I didn't pick it because I thought for sure Ruckman or sorry, I thought for sure Ricky. Oh, was that Ricky would. Mm-hmm. I also did not pick Phoenix because <laughs> I was I was convinced that Chris would pick it. Yeah, and, and to be fair, we talk a lot about Phoenix. You know, it's That's one of the fair. best decks in the format. Like, I think we all kind of wanted to go something off the beaten path. Like, yeah. there are so many great decks for $100 that are actually competitive, right? I'm pretty sure Orsav Auras is in there. If not, it's really close. Maybe even be on the $50 tier. There's quite a few decks that do pop up every now and again. I'm pretty sure Green Stompy is not that expensive. There are several I decks think, that pop up. I feel like pretty much any deck in this $100 tier, you could take to your FNM, your locals, and have a bunch of success. For sure. I definitely think you could be stopping locals every week with most of these $100 deck lists, depending on your experience level with the deck. For sure. Uh, you know, we still have, we still see people bring in mono black and they're like, nobody else is playing mono black. You know, we still see it showing up. There's the, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. So uh, a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Make sure you talk to your, your LGS about getting pioneer back on the schedule. This is a good way. Like I said, to get people involved again, show them here's this list of cool deck lists that you can play for. Yep. I got an email on the card. Yeah. I got an email from my uh, local game store. Um, that was like, Hey, you know, sorry to your money. We, you know, we promised we wouldn't do this much, but we haven't sent one out in a long time. Can you fill without this Google thing for us? We're going to start in store play again. And like we talked about at the beginning of this very, very beginning of this podcast before all this COVID nonsense started, uh, pioneer was bringing in 20, 30 people a week to a, you know, standard had died. Standard events were not firing. 30 people a week uh, out to the local game store. So huge turnout for that kind of thing. Again, people love to brew. So hopefully we can get people out, uh, back out into it and back into the spirit. Definitely, definitely. All right, 50 bucks. Who wants to go first? Chris does. Okay, I will always go first. I kind of wanted to sneak it, but we'll, I will go first this time. Because I think this deck, I will put it out there now. And, you know, I could be wrong, but my thought on this deck is this is a deck that if you wanted to learn the format, I think this would be a great place to start because this deck, you have to know when to cast your spells because you are casting a lot of them on your opponent's turn. So here we've got Blue Snow Tempo. This is the deck I was talking about uh, when I first saw Kaldheim. 
because of how powerful Ascendant Spirit was. So, you know, we start off with our Ascendant Spirits, our Siren Storm Tamers, Spectral Sailors, cards much better than I gave it credit for, Merfolk Trickster, a Sea Dasher Octopus, which we all know is really just Ninja of the Deep Hours, but underwater, uh, four Tempest Gins. Uh, mistake in this list that we need to correct. I think we're playing four opt. We do not have time for that card. There are plenty of other cards we can play. We've got two Spell Pierce, three Essence Capture, and four of one of my favorite cards now, Lofty Denial. Such an insane card in this deck. I think you can definitely can find ways to make it better. There's some card choices you can make. As you play this deck, you'll learn a lot. Obviously, we've got the best enchantment for blue, Curious Obsession, three Face Havens, and 17 Snow Covered Islands. So the reason I say this deck, again, is so prime to teach you the format is you're going to learn what you have to counter and what you don't. And again, one of the things I've learned playing this deck is a lot of times you do not have time to cast Opt. It's not something you have time to do in the middle of trying to cast your creatures and your removal spells. So like a simple bounce spell could replace it. You'll be surprised how quickly you can kill your opponent with minimal disruption. As long as you place your disruption at the right target, which again, learning matchups, you'll learn what's important and what isn't when, you know, what creatures you have to save, which ones you can let die and, you know, save your save spells for the important cards like your Ascendant Spirits or whatnot, your Tempest Gins. So just a great deck, I think, to bring to your locals and learn the format and then have a solid success rate. I actually have this tab also open. I was actually going to talk about it as a seven ticket deck. Oh, nice. Okay. Because it currently is 9.52 tickets on MTGO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but you should just buy the mana base. Like You should not be renting 17 Snow-Covered Islands. Right, sure, sure. Just and specifically on on uh, MTG Goldfish is going to show you the full art one. Uh, I'm sure you could get the uh, Kaldheim ones for much cheaper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I believe that this could easily be a seven tick deck uh, sure. for the free mana traders. Uh, you're not you're not going to get the boat island for cheap. That one's expensive. Oh well, okay, we'll get the ugly ones. That's okay. All right, okay. They they'll troll our opponent more anyways. That's it. Fair enough. All right, Ricky, should, should I go or do you want to go? I can go. Okay. So I actually have like another uh, of the hundred dollar decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But it's Orsov Auras. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that this deck so currently uh, fully fleshed out, like all of it, right? And you're getting the good ish here, right? We're getting fatal pushes in the sideboard. We're getting, you know, we're getting all the lands, right? We're getting thought seizes, probably, right? We're not actually getting thought seizes for hundred dollars. Yeah, Ooh. fair enough. I tried. But, I want it. Uh, I want it so bad. For, for ninety one dollars, you get that, but you can easily make some quick cutbacks to this deck to get it under into the fifty dollar range. Like the big one being, uh, of course, not buying the full art, uh, bright climb pathways, uh, cutting down on your concealed courtyards. Your mana base is really going to be good enough with the the pathways and the caves of Kilios. Uh, it doesn't really need to be that crazy. It should mostly just be planes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if we cut the Stone Coil Serpent and play another protection spell like Karametra's Blessing. Or just uh, play our uh, original one, other white one drop. The uh, the heroic guy? Yeah. Yeah. Both of those are great options. Uh, but if you cut um, you cut the Stone Coil Serpents and uh, shave down the Bright Climb Pathways and the Concealed Courtyards, uh, you can easily be looking to shave like a good 20-ish to 30-ish dollars off this deck. Uh, most of these cards you're probably just going to have like around anyways. I know like it says Sentinel Eyes are 75 cents for three and like, but like, I mean, I'm just saying like, you can, you can pick these up pretty, pretty cheap in like in bulk bins and commons bins at your LGSs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think this deck is the definitely 
this is definitely the house hunters showing you something out of your price range if you're at the $50 price range, but it's very close to your price range. It's a good stretch goal. It's it's a you could easily have a shell of this for $50 that you then upgrade over time. And I think that like getting into a not say that there are there are definitely very good competitive decks and I think that anything in the $100 range and even most of the decks in the $50 range that I see here are going to be able to win FNMs. What you're saying Pretty is we want a home our family can grow in. That is what I'm saying. I When I'm budget building, I'm always looking to build decks that are going to improve smoothly. Okay. So like, Also, I want to point out a card that didn't make this list. I think it's because it doesn't see play right now because it's bugged on Mitgo. Kaya's Ghost Form is great in this shell. But no one can really play it because Ghost Form is currently bugged and doesn't work. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, this this deck, I think, is a very good deck. I think it is a actual, like, tier 1.5 deck in the format, if not uh, tier 1 deck in the format at times. Mm-hmm. When Kai's uh, Ghost Form works. Yeah, and uh, I do think that this, uh, this deck will also be easy to upgrade into. You're going to own a copy of Luris, which gets you in the door on a lot of decks further down. Uh, most of these cards are just going to be good cards anyways. Like, I just think that this is where you want to be on your $50. Like, you're stretching your $50, but soon you're going to have a very, very competitive deck. I recommend percentures, and then we can go back to the other one. My $50 deck list is, again, another example of some fun brewing. We have Golgari Undergrowth. Mm-hmm. Now this is a deck list again when it was made, you know, ever since we put po- we've had decks go up since we posted this, but again, you know, we can't really prices are gonna shift, right? It's $57 right now. So sue me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so this deck list is really fun. We've got a lot of cycler cycling creatures and just ways to use our graveyard. So we're playing four Grandma Stinger just to cycle away. Four Seder Wayfinder, two Golgari Raiders, four Gerard Lich Golgari Lich Lord. Four Lurching Beast, one Archfiend of Ifnir, four Horror of the Broken Lands, four Theros All-Star, Nemesis of Mortals, and four Molder Hulk, alongside four Necrotic Wound, three Blood for Bones, uh, four Evolving Wilds, five Forests, one Mountain, six Swamps, one Temple of Abandon, four Temple of Malady, one Temple of Malice. So this deck was pretty fun. Seems like a dope reanimation deck. Right? I mean, like, we just have ways to bu- dump a bunch of creatures in our yard, make our Nemesis Mortals and Molder Hulks cheaper, and just go to town. I've played a lot of Nemesis of Mortals back in my day. Yep. Uh, what a fun card from Theros. I-, I do think this deck is a lot of fun. I've also cast a lot of Blood with Bones in Standard. Yep. Uh, that card is insanely value. Uh, so I'm, I'm in. I'm in on this deck. Molder Hulk. Molder Hulk buying back our Evolving Wilds is so sweet. Any reanimation deck, uh, you know, has my vote for for being awesome. That's for sure. My heart's been a little yeah. broken by the uh, massive amount of graveyard removal in this format, but hey, hopefully at your locals you can have fun. You know. Also, There's if a... you spend fifty dollars at your locals buying this fifty dollar deck, um, and your locals is also doing the uh, the new promotion of love your LGS, you can upgrade one of your evolving wilds into a uh, into a fable passage for free. Ooh, I forgot that promo. Yeah, that's coming out uh, next month in June. It should be, uh, I think it might be a sealed product only promo, but I I mean, you know, some, some store owners might be cool if you buy $50 worth of singles from them. They throw in the, uh, the I mean, Love Your LGS promo. They, Talk. They, do, they, do they make a better back end off singles anyway? 
I mean, uh, so they should. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> don't bug your LGS if they don't honor this. Yeah. Uh, I, I should do that, man. I need I need a fourth foil Evolving Wilds, or Evolving Wilds, Fable Passage. Right. And it's the that. old border. It looks real hot. Oh, but it's going to be different from all my other foils then. Ugh. Trade it. Yeah, true. True. I could trade it. Anyway, uh, moving on. Ricky, what's your seven ticks? My seven ticks is seven ticks red burn. Ooh, okay. Of course it is. Uh, of course it is. Mm-hmm. This baffles my brain, but Bomat Courier is the most expensive card in this deck. Four copies of Bomat Courier will cost you 3.72 ticks. I don't know why. Probably Vintage. I blame Vintage. There you go. Uh, but uh, this is a very cut and dry burn deck. We are playing a couple cards that I'm a little hesitant on, like Hearthfire Immolator. But we do have a lot of ways to trigger the prowess playing 23 spells. Uh, we get to play even Giganta as a companion because he's only 0.03 ticks. Uh, four Ramian Upper Ruins, 14 Mountains, 18 Lands. No regrets. This deck... It's going to be good. It's a solid burn deck. You're playing it for free, so we don't really need to worry about building your collection. And you get to play with cards that are a little more expensive, like Monster and Swiss Beer. In Tabletop, the, the Swiss Beers are like close to $20 for a set. Uh, I'm glad to see Wild Slash went down in Tabletop, actually. Remember yeah. when those were like 8 bucks each? Ooh, yeah. No I think deal. I bought mine for 8 bucks each. God, that hurts. Oof, Anyways. Oof. But uh, it also is just going to help you learn to play burn. Which sounds dumb, but it's harder than it looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone who tells you that, you know, look, anyone who's like, Burn is the easiest deck to play, they're lying. They've never watched you play against Burn on MTGO. <laughs> they, uh, the amount of removal spells pointed at the wrong place at the wrong time is, is pretty crazy when you go back and watch some of those slots. So definitely it takes some practice to learn, hey, you know, what's my clock looking like, right? Understanding your clock is very, very important for Mono Red. Also, and it's a good place to start. Lot. Of guts to play. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds weird, but like you are going to have to just lock into lines that look bad. You are going to make bad attacks to play this deck correctly. Like you are like you can't waste your burn spell on their blocker. Sometimes you just need to swing your guy, lose a guy to the blocker, and then aim at their face and hope you draw the next burn spell. Like you just need to find your lines that get you to the end and commit to them no matter what. My favorite thing about playing against burn players is getting them to the point where they are dead to their own uh, Eidolons. Well, we don't play Eidolon in this one because... Yeah, uh, so you don't have to worry about too that. Too expensive, well, I'm yeah. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Everyone, do Eidolon math for yourself, not just your opponent. Right. Uh, also, this only comes in at like barely six ticks, uh, so we're nice and safe from like going over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so use that last little uh, free tick to, like, I don't know, Get a cool version of one of these cards. But get foil Bomad Couriers. No, Ooh. that that's got to be too much. <laughs> I don't know. It may not be. Plus, so, your, or some cool Giganta, right? Oh, or the Wild Slashes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Chris Rochambeau, who goes next? Do you want to go next? I'll go next. Yeah, I can go next on this because I want to. I want to talk about how just cool it is. The seven takes format is. This takes some. This takes some real effort by our Discord. Uh, community to go and find cards that not only make sense but you know see what the tick price is and then find cards by ticket costs to include in this deck so um, i think this is a really really cool version that will let you getting you know get you or a friend to play some pioneer in their spare time online for essentially free right so lots of fun to be had there um i picked a deck that was very very popular at the beginning of pioneer 
And I think there's a world where you could make a comeback given the printing of the new Phoenix. And I think there's some strong learn cards that could make a comeback here. But I am, of course, talking about Is It Emerge? So this is the classic deck that wanted to cast Elder Deep Fiends to kill your opponent. Elder Deep Fiend, as a reminder, is an 8-cost, 5-6 Eldrazi Octopus with Flash. Uh, but it emerges for 7. And the Emerge keyword lets you reduce the casting cost, which is 7 with the Emerge, by the sacrifice creature's uh, converted mana cost. You sack a creature when you cast mana it, it gets value. that cheaper. Yeah, and uh, yeah, mana value now. That's exactly right. But obviously, we're doing that with a bunch of Phoenixes in play that are going to come back. So we get our Elder Deep Fiend, we get our Phoenixes back. Rekindling Phoenix on Moto, which is the big one that you used to cast because it reduces it by four, is 0. 0.0, or sorry, it's 0.88 ticks, less than a tick per. The most expensive card in this deck is Prized Amalgam, which we're playing four of. So to go over the full list, four Flame Week Phoenix, two Phoenix of Ash, four Prized Amalgam, four Rekindling Phoenix, two Stitchwing Scob. Uh, four Elder Deep Fiend, and then we've got 18 spells in the form of three Lightning Axe, two Stubborn Denial, four Charter Course, two Curate, four Is It Charm, and three Weltering, uh, Sweltering Suns. Curate, soon to be Pioneer All Star, so get playing that card and get used to how OP it's about to be. Uh, and then we've got uh, 22 lands to round us out, and a very reasonable sideboard for this inexpensive. Disdainful Strokes, Negates, Magma Sprays, things we would want to play. And uh, Mystical Dispute is an important one that's very, very cheap on Modo that is, you know, obviously very powerful, so. Can I just say, this deck is only 68 in paper, and Rekindling Phoenix, I didn't realize, is like only $3 right now? Oh, that's such a good pickup right now, just value. Yeah, yeah, like I said, the Rekindling Phoenix is significantly more expensive IRL because it's a mythic than anything else, so. No, but it's still three, it's still like $3 paper, though, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, exactly it, right. that's that's such a good card, I feel like. That card is always, like, could be good. Yeah, so. right, right, right. It's, it's hard to kill. Um, you've got to kill both sides, right? And there's not a ton of stuff that exiles right now. I guess Vanishing Verse does? Yeah. So that's, like, your big part is, like, that card just came out. It's, like, that's going to that's gonna hurt you playing against that. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how popular uh, Black-White is. Certainly the decks that are playing those color combinations are picking it up, mostly Niv. But, yeah, like I said, I think this deck, again... A lot of fun. It's so much fun to get you a merger Phoenix, tap all their lands. You essentially time walk them. And then on your turn, you get your Phoenix back and you're attacking with a giant five, six reminds me another five, six, a certain torrential gear Hulk. So I think this deck has upgrades in combining this deck with the magma opus slash torrential gear Hulk package. If you want to upgrade, right? Like you could always just switch decks completely, but if you wanted to keep the core of this deck, I think that uh, two card combination slots in really well here and can let you do some fun things so i'm actually surprised chris didn't pick the seven the chris chris's new pastime is uh loading up free mana trader accounts and uh storming tournaments with uh seven tick grohl possibility storm right right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did you know you could uh for 6.95 ticks build all of possibility storm i did know that i did but my I thought you would pick Simic Flash, honestly. No, my heart, uh, I, I had some fun thoughts. I had a lot of things that I was like interested in, but we've been talking about the Flash decks recently in bigger forms, and I think that they're very, very powerful. Um, I think this deck, again, is a lot of fun. It's a different angle. It's different than the other decks I picked. And then as far as the Possibility Storm, trust me, I actually did think a lot about Possibility Storm today, but I was going to suggest if you do it, 
uh, go my wonky route. I think the competitive route is fun, uh, but I think you can all like, unless you're going to dedicate the time like Zeth has to playing it, I think there are other decks you should be picking up, you know? Whereas like, if you just want to play a possibility storm, go brew yourself a possibility storm deck, probably with Wishclaw Talisman, just because that card's, you know, OP, uh, maybe, you know? Maybe. That's maybe, definitely, key. possibly. All right. My seven tick deck list is seven tick blue merfolk. This mm-hmm. is a deck list I think might be the biggest difference in tick to tabletop cost. Sure. Because it's 6.34 ticks, but $140 tabletop. <laughs> yep. So what we got here, we get three benthic biomancer, three merfolk wind robber, two harvester of the tides, four merfolk trickster, four silver gill add up, two tidebinder mage, Three Gadwick the Wizard. Wait a minute, you're not a Merfolk. That's okay, you got three pips. Four Glasspool Mimic and four Master Waves supporting two Unsummons and four Wizards Retort. Also, we get to play Nykthos? Oh, oh, oh. wow, this is spicy. Three For Nykthos seven ticks, we get Nykthos? Three we get Nykthos three Nykthos. 2.52 ticks. <laughs> wow. $30 yeah. cards paper. MTGO prices are weird. I think Ugin, like I think Ugin's actually like, hold on, how is Ugin still like dirt cheap? He's a mythic though, right? Uh, yeah, but like the weird thing with Ugin was he was like given, he was like a card that was just given away. So Ugin, like an MTGO, used to be like really cheap. Somebody find he's, it. He he's like one tick. Dang, damn. But yeah, MTGO prices are so wild. But yeah, so and again, why why we did the seven ticks? Well, again, that's because. And instructions are in the document as well. If you'd like to sign up for a free Mana Traders account, you can, of course, sign up for that, and they will give you seven ticks to rent at a time. So there you go there. What are we saying here, guys? Again, Pioneer's a great place to brew. Pioneer's a great place to play on a budget. So here's a great uh, example of, like I said, darn near 100 deck lists to mess around with and experiment with. And at least 24 of them are absolutely free through Mana Traders if you already have the MTGO account. Yep, for sure. And, of course, there's plenty more there. We're going to keep, like I said, we're going to try to update these about every set release. So we're going to keep it pinned to the Discord. I think it's actually got pinned in the Pioneer subreddit right now. And I tweeted about it. So, you know, show your friends, show your community. Be like, hey, look at how cheap and effective Pioneer can be. And start working up some of those better, those uh, those more expensive metagame decks. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Yeah, for sure. There's just, there's just, uh, you know, modern was kind of like this when it came out too. There was a lot of brew possibility, and I, I think we're really capturing that before before Wizards ruins it with uh, random Horizons cards. But yeah, so much to do here, so much fun to have, and really hoping, uh, really hoping, really hoping we can recapture the spark that we had pre-COVID for how much uh, excitement there was about I, Pioneer. At least, uh, we, I we we say every week that Pioneer is so underexplored. And mm-hmm. I think this goes to show you that that is definitely true. And paper play is just going to help that more. Because once again, not everyone to play MTGO, right? I don't blame people for not flocking to play Pine MTGO, right? If people don't have the collections already, they don't like the software, it's clunky to use. Plenty of acceptable reasons to not carry the Pioneer Crusade into MitGo, right? Right. Now it's coming back. Now it's paper. Pick up your games. Go talk to LGS on organizing, get people playing. You don't have an excuse anymore. Right. And what is it? The, what's the, the My Hero, the All Might? Uh, it's your turn now. 
Yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. We've we've kept this format going. It's your turn now. <laughs> oh, I'm also going to be out there in the in the trenches. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you've got your vaccines and you waited your little uh, week period, I mean, I'm just saying. I guess I have some F and M's. I'm I'm refreshing the Wizards event page, waiting for them to start listing events again, and I'm hitting essentially every Facebook group nearby me. And so far, they're all like draft and modern. But I'm going to start being like. Yo, but Pioneer, though. When Pioneer, though. When's Marvel? When's, Marvel? When's Pioneer? When's Marvel? When's Flesh and Blood? No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. No, like, I'm I'm excited. Like I said, I think I think as people play more Pioneer, right, if we can show them, hey, we're still out here, they'll, they'll play that. I think it's just it's tough to play Modern on any kind of reasonable budget right now. And there's Especially Modern's have to be thrown entirely on its head when mm-hmm. Horizons 2 comes out. Yep, 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 yep. So again, I think the top decks that are around, if you if you find them, they're easy to hate out one way or another. You know, the tools to hate out said big decks, I think, are pretty inexpensive uh, cost-wise. So, you know, if it makes sense for you, you know, it's, I think it's a great time to pick up cards to, you know, for yourself, to get a buddy playing, have an extra deck for somebody who you trust to play somehow, some way, whatever. But get out there and start going, hopefully, in these coming weeks here. So, All right. Well, I think that about does it for this week, guys, unless there's anything else you wanted to talk about. Not this week. All right. Next week, we'll be returning with Does It Slap? Uh, but actually, uh, I don't think I actually – you guys might have noticed. Uh, essentially, we're going to bring back what we did kind of in the lead up to the last couple sets where we're going to bring back monthly deck building challenges for Does It Slap? Uh, we actually kind of started one on the Discord. It's currently essentially one person on the Discord has been – Different people on the Discord have been assigned a color combo, and we are going to determine what is the best color combo for Hero of Precinct One. So we're oh, going to be judging. No. We're going to be judging those deck lists next week, um, and at the end of that, we are going to go through. Ruckman, I see the trenches. You? I see yeah? the trenches. You oh do? my god, Hero of Precinct One! I don't want to see that card ever again in my life. <laughs> well, oh, don't worry. Why did you do uh, this? Hey, you know what? They asked for it. I had said okay. All right, look, community wanted it, so I'm going to allow it. And there's also a channel if you have ideas for deck challenge ideas. We're going to be a monthly thing now. So beginning of every month, we'll determine a new challenge. And then the last episode of that month, we're going to go through and pick our favorite decks, pick the winner for that challenge. And then we'll just go back to normal dead slap as well in the weeks in between. So look out for that. Again, thank you to our sponsors at Patreon, patreon.com slash crew3mtg. Thank you to Eat Gaming. Again, link in the description below. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for listening for just keeping Pioneer going. Hey, like I like I can't hammer this home enough. Paper play is coming back to the US. If you're vaxxed and you can go out to it, talk to your LGS about getting things hosted, show everyone these sweet budget deck lists, build a couple deck lists yourself just to have people to get people playing again. Have some fun. The webcam event is going to be the next webcam is this Saturday. Make sure to join in on that. We'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.